0: This podcast is proudly supported by Drama Victoria. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. This is a script tease episode where we talk through some of the world's greatest plays, jump through the major plot points, give some background and of course spoil the endings. All in less than five minutes. We do the hard work so you can do the easy listening. Today, we do Pulitzer Prize-winning play, Painting Churches, by Tina Howe in 1982. Why is it called that? Painting Churches is exactly that. The family name of the characters is Church, and their daughter has come to paint a portrait of them. Many of the family disagreements are about art and different interpretations of events, so each has painted their own picture of the events. The play finishes with a reveal of an impressionist-inspired work, and so we are led to believe that what we are seeing, even on stage, is just an impression, or perhaps a false memory, as this is also a theme. Fanny and Gardner Church are downsizing as they move from Boston to Cape Cod. They are waiting for their daughter Mags, who is coming to paint their portrait and help them with the move. When Megs arrives and details her recent success as an artist, the parents chomp down on crackers continuously. They are focused on filling their mouths and eating rather than listening. Later, Fanny tells Megs that Gardner's thoughts have started wandering. Megs doesn't think this is so. Then we see Gardner and Fanny practising their portrait poses. Megs nails a red tablecloth to the wall, much to her mother's objections. Then we see Megs trying to talk to her parents about how they don't take her seriously, all the while they are lampooning famous artwork poses such as American Gothic, The Creation of Adam and others. We hear that Fanny has in fact mocked her daughter's art in front of art critics. We hear more about absent parenting as Megs reminisces about a time she was sent to her room after playing with her food. Her mother asks her to stop telling the story, but onwards Megs goes, describing the incident that inspires her first major work at the age of nine. She flushes her dinner down the toilet and spends her pocket money on crayons, melting them on the radiator, imagining how they might taste as they amassed into something that resembles a great pastry. But Fanny got rid of it. Megs then rushes from the room, complaining that she is a talented artist and always has been, and they just never saw it. Megs and Gardner are talking about dreams he has been having in which he is a young boy and people he does not know have moved in and taken over their house. They've started using his things as his bed lies empty, as if he never existed, or as if he is dead. Megs finds a few pages that Gardner has been typing to find they make no sense at all. His mind really is wandering. His thoughts aren't connected. We also see Megs being appalled when she hears Fanny laugh at Gardner's incontinence and his diapers. Megs is also upset to see Fanny mistreating her father's books and papers and asks her not to treat him like a child. Fanny thinks it's just good fun. After all, they are ageing and better to laugh than to cry. She asks for Megs to paint them as they really are as Gardner plays with a paper plane on the floor. As the play comes to an end, we see a parrot gardener train recite a 1751 poem by Thomas Grey, elegy written in a country churchyard. Mags remembers a night when she and her father went swimming in an ocean full of phosphorus. Mags wants to show her parents the picture, and right before the car comes to take her parents away, she is still worried about their reaction and has stayed up all night painting it. They insist, and she shows them. Much to her delight, they love it. It is a romantic impressionist work in soft focus with dancers. The inspired gardener dances Fanny around the room as a car horn beeps and then Meg watches her parents as her eyes fill with tears. If you didn't know the play before, you do now, a bit. If you like the sound of it, have a read. That was Script Tease. Remember, this was just our version of the player's story, highlighting the bits that we think are important. You may also have your favourite bits and moments you want to mention. If you do, please leave a comment on SoundCloud or Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. That's all from us at The Aside and this episode of Scriptease. There are a load of episodes in the bank, including more Scriptease episodes and over 200 episodes of The Aside. If you would like to ask us a question, do not hesitate to do so at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here, to Aaron Searle for providing the music, to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support, and of course, thank you for listening.